and Hawabar University Health Board are working with the school to ensure that all possible precautionary measures are being taken to minimise risk of further transmission of the virus. If a child, parent or household member develops symptoms of COVID-19, the entire household should immediately self-isolate and book a test for the individual with the symptoms. Howaldar University Health Board is making the final preparations to deliver its mass vaccination programme following a recent announcement that the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency has granted the Pfizer vaccine temporary authorization for use. There will only be small quantities of a vaccine at first, and due to the storage requirements of the vaccine, priority groups for the initial supplies of the vaccine will include frontline health and social care staff, with direct patient and client contact across Carmarthenshire, Ceredigion and Pembrokeshire. Eligible frontline health and social care staff will receive details of how they will receive the vaccination soon. Members of the public are asked to not contact their GP practice or community pharmacies to inquire. Ros Jervis, Director of Public Health for Howaldar, said vaccinations save lives and I'd like to personally thank everyone from organisations from across Carmarthenshire, Ceredigion and Pembrokeshire who for the past few months have worked tirelessly together to ensure that we are ready to deliver this vaccine to protect our frontline staff and the clinically vulnerable in our community. In readiness, Howaldar UHB has established two vaccination centres for delivery of early supplies one in Carmarthenshire and one in Ceredigion. Attendance at these centres is strictly prohibited without an appointment. New travel restrictions will come into effect from tomorrow for anyone travelling between Wales and areas of the UK with high rates of coronavirus. The new regulations mean Wales will prohibit anyone travelling to and from Tier 3 areas of England, Level 3 and 4 areas in Scotland and the whole of Northern Ireland, the Welsh Government has confirmed. The new restrictions will come into effect from today, Friday the 4th of December at 1800 hours and are likely to remain in place until at least January 2021, but they will be kept under constant review, the Welsh Government said. All travel restrictions will be temporarily lifted on the 23rd and 27th of December to allow families to meet the other half of their Christmas bubble up to three households. The Christmas lights are up and in around our county with some beautiful festive displays in our county town and Milford Waterfront is continuing its annual display of lights on moored boats and the decking and harbour area of Saundersfoot is looking sparkly and special. And of course, outside lights displays are safe to enjoy during these difficult times as many hospitality businesses are shutting their doors once again. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. (laughs) 
is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The party's on. The feeling's here. That only comes to time of year. wonderful Christmas time sounding brilliant for a Saturday morning and a very good morning thank you for joining us I'm Ben Stone welcome to Pure West Sport with G&G Builders find out more at Pembrokeshire Builders 
www.radiosmith.co.uk and we're on the air until nine o'clock and we've got a busy show coming up this morning as we reflect on back-to-back wins for Haverford West County. Can they make it three on the trot today? We talk women's football with ex-Wales keeper Joe Price from St David's. We preview tonight's rugby international between Wales and Italy with Pembrokeshire's very own Sam Parry starting a Wales game for the first time. And we look ahead to Swansea's match this afternoon at the Liberty Stadium against Luton Town. That's all here for a festive Saturday morning on Pure West Sport between now and nine. Well, good morning and welcome to Pure West Radio. And it's a busy show this morning with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk because even in these slightly strange sporting times, we, we still have plenty to talk about, plenty going on in Pembrokeshire and across Wales. And we've got it covered on Pure West Radio for a Saturday morning. And really pleased to be joined by my old mate, Bill Kahn, once again. Bill, it's like rolling back the years every Saturday saying good morning to you. How are you doing? Yeah, it's fantastic, Ben. I can't wait to the, for the show to start. It's lovely, and Monday night the same. Uh, you know, down the Bridge Meadow today, not a lot of sport in Pembrokeshire, but what is there, we've got it covered. We certainly have, and we're going to talk in a few moments about the Haverford West County game and, mm. and some reflections on uh, what was quite a late night on the Bridge Meadow on Tuesday oh. with, the, with the floodlights going out, wasn't it? Yeah, and a referee getting injured. Yeah, we'll come to that in a few moments' time because, yeah, it was, it was a late one, but a really good win for, for Haverford mm. West County, which we're really pleased about. Two on the trot. In fact, Bill, you said last week on this show, uh, if they took six points from the, the forthcoming four fixtures, you'd be delighted. They've done that already. Yeah, I actually said six from three, the three okay. home games now. So they've got three. Now, Saturday, they should get another three. So yeah. uh, they'll meet my target and perhaps more. Who knows? Yeah, good. Indeed. Uh, so sport is a bit limited in terms of what else is going on in the county today. Uh, we had the disappointing news that the, the Indoor Cricket League has been suspended. And I know you, you've enjoyed following that over the last few weeks. Any more updates on that, Bill? Do we know when it's going to resume? No, as, as soon as it's safe to do. So I think Peter Davis made absolutely the right decision in conjunction with Martin Jones, who had contacted Cricket Wales and explained why they were doing it. And in conjunction with Paul Miller, who is the sort of in charge, for want of a better word, of the Nayland Hub. And at the moment, Ben, I have to say, you know, if that had gone on this week, I wouldn't have gone down. Mm. Because, you you know, there's inevitably people there, there's young people there who I don't know who they're mixing within the week. Uh, the infection tends to start with young people, so I'm told, so I, I wouldn't risk it. Mm. And I think they've made the right decision in the same way as the football. There's now, I don't think there's any Welsh FA directive that, friendly football has had to stop but it has in Pembrokeshire you know what happened at Haken where someone picked up the virus there and then they realised that of course that 30 young fellas are all combined to, confined to barracks for uh, 14 days it, and all you know with jobs and things it's especially now with I think the uh, vaccine on the way hopefully that we don't take too many chances I don't think it's worth it what what we mustn't do of course politically I'm being uh 
mentioning these things, um, we don't start thinking, oh, well, we're safe now, it's all mm. done and dusted, and start living, we can't do that. No, and it would be foolish to with with that vaccine in sight. There, there is there is light at the end of the tunnel. It's mm. not too far away, and things will get back to normal, and we will have normal sporting weekends yeah, again. Course. So, uh, I, I think you're absolutely right, and I, and I do applaud the the very sensible attitude that sports clubs across Pembrokeshire have been taking. Uh, we're going to talk yeah. to Gordon Thomas before uh, nine o'clock this morning, Bill. But it's uh, I'm sure you'd like to mention this as well. It's a big day for Sam Parry starting his first game for Wales, a couple of substitute appearances this autumn, uh, but he's in the starting lineup for today's game at Parker Scarlets against Italy. You, you bet you're delighted for him. I'm thrilled for him because he's a genuine fellow, he's a hard player, he gives total commitment, his family, I bet his mum is absolutely dancing with joy, if you remember, we got an interview her for mm. the radio a couple of weeks ago, this time she'd be 10 foot tall, I'm sure, and let's not forget, in the opposition, could well be another Pembrokeshire youngster from Rosehill in um, our friend Mr Varney there, young Stefan, and it'll be fantastic for his family because Adrian and, and uh, his wife there, Valeria, they will be thrilled if he's in that side as well. It'll be interesting, won't it? Yeah, it certainly will. So plenty going on, even though, as I say, it's a slightly strange weekend at the mm-hmm. moment. But well done to Sam Parry making his uh, Wales debut. And just one final thing to mention, Bill, for me. Um, we, we spoke to Phil Steele on the show on Monday and, and the Facebook video is still there. And it's, I think it's had almost one and a half thousand views now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how good was that to talk rugby on, on the Monday show with Phil? You saw there the best of Phil Steele. You saw why he so held in such... Huge regard. You could see, you know, him telling his story, but his first wife, he's a natural after-dinner speaker. He's at ease with cameras. He's at ease with microphones. And he says things as they are. What you see is what you get. I like that. I, and I love it when he, you know, I watch his tweets and he's talking about uh, how things are going in, uh, what do you call it, equatorial Tafswell, is he it? He does, yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it's lovely. He's a very nice guy and he knows his stuff. I spoke yeah. to him the day after, and he really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's really good. So that, that video is still on our Facebook page. Plenty yeah, you, to come. You, yeah, you actually fooled him as well, because he thought you were amazing. <laughs> Thank you very I much. I still put him right. He's got good taste, hasn't he? Plenty to come <laughs> this morning. It's Saturday morning, and we're getting you ready for your sporting weekend. Pure West Sport, right the way through till nine, on Pure West Radio. Ho, ho, ho! Santa here to tell you all about the Pure West Radio Christmas Extravaganza, the biggest ever giveaway, with over 24 unique prizes valued at over £2,000. Visit purewestradio.com to find out what prizes you can win by checking the interactive advent calendar in association with EQB Adventures, your one-stop shop for fast-paced, adrenaline-pumping fun for laser tag and paintball. Ho, ho, ho! Don't forget, a new prize is added every day until Christmas Eve. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year for me, Santa, and all my friends here at Pure West Radio. Ladies and gentlemen... Please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales, a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. Playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir and a multitude of masterclasses from Broadway and West End talent. Calling all actors, singers, dancers and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. 
Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com. Do you need a cash loan? Loans at Home could help. We offer loans of between £100 and £600 and have over 60 years of experience of helping people in the Pembrokeshire area and beyond. Go online at loansathome.co.uk to get a decision in principle now. Compare the price of home collected and other cash loans available in your area at www.lenderscompare.org.uk. Representative 466.4% APR. Loan subject to affordability. Oh, hey, Bob. Have you heard the news? Good, thanks, Chris. What's that? We're one of the finalists for Butcher's Shop of the Year. Oh, congratulations to you and the team, Chris. Wow, what's that smell? That's our homemade freshly cooked pies and pasties that we now serve daily in the shop. Looks and smells great. I'll have a steak and Guinness pie and the usual, please. Prendergast Butchers, Haverford West. Master Butchers, providing the finest quality meats to Pembrokeshire for 70 years. We're open for orders, either in the shop or on our website, prendergastbutchers.co.uk. If you can't get to us, no problem. We're offering a delivery service. Give us a call on 01437 763 387. Folly Farm just keeps on growing. A new play area here, a new animal there. So what's new for this year? You can see two-toed sloths, tubby and light cap in the newly refurbished exhibit Tropical Trails. Little ones with energy to burn? <laughs> then check out Wallaby Ranch Play Area. Worked up an appetite? Then a visit to the brand new sit-down, table-serviced themed restaurant The Hungry Farmer is a must. Zoo, farm, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. Pure West Radio.
Disturbia on Pure West Radio for Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone. Thank you for joining us and good morning if you are uh, just switching on this morning. Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. We are talking about the Wales women's international football side very soon. They had a dominant 3-0 win against Belarus this week, but unfortunately it wasn't enough for them to qualify for the European Championships. Former Wales goalkeeper Joe Price from St David's coming up to talk to us in a few moments time but sticking with football Bill Kahn remains with me this morning this Saturday morning and on Tuesday Haverford West had a really good win 2-0 on the Bridge Meadow against Aberystwyth and it was a, a really strong performance Bill wasn't it? It was a very entertaining game between two sides who wanted to play football and now Haverford West can be having one 2 0 they're a fifth in the table and if they beat Barrytown next, if they win today and beat Barrytown next week, they'd be in the top four. Mm. And I applaud Wayne Jones for his selections. He's a good tactician. He's playing five at the back, three in midfield, all very strong, three up front. And by God, did they run. Jack Wilson's the star again. Danny Williams scored a goal. But I, I applaud his work rate and Ben Fawcett. They mm. were immense. They didn't stop running till they ran themselves into the ground. And it was a strange whole game, Ben. I mean, yeah. Harvard West could have scored twice in the first four minutes through Jack Wilson. He puts the fear of God into opposition. He's amazing at the moment. But he took he did, failed to take them both. But then the reports didn't do justice. They said he was put in the clear by was he heck. The ball was played through. It was, I'd say, a 40-60 against him in winning that ball. He brushed off the defender, made another 20 yards. Defenders closed in on him. He delayed, he delayed, and then he tucked it up. It was a class piece of finishing. So 1-0. And you think, oh, well, that's, that's great. 29 minutes, all of a sudden, we're in the dark. The lights the went out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all on the one side. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think they were very lucky. They got a young fellow who looks after the lights. They call Simon Morgan. He's an electrical contractor from Rosemarket. And he sometimes is at the games. <clears throat> but he didn't realise the game was on and no one had told him. So I had to phone him and in a hurry, he got there. And David Morgan, fair play, we'll mention him in a minute. But he allowed, he told the players to go back into the change rooms after about 10 minutes and he let things, he said, we'll hang on till this fella comes. And he did. And Simon had him up and running in five minutes. He knows how to work them. They're brand new lights with old fashioned technology. So, right. So he, does he know, live quite near to the Bridge Meadow then, obviously, to, well, be able to Rose, get there. Rose Market is yeah. about five miles. Yeah. yeah. So um, he put that right. Brilliant. Harvard West scored a second goal then when a long throw in from the left, was headed on by the ubiquitous um, Mr. Pemberton there. He's my hero there, Sean. The captain flicked it on. There was Danny Williams at the back post, little flick in from about two yards. Thank you very much. 2-0 half-time. Both occasions when they scored mine, um, Aberystwyth could have come back straight away. They had chances. Mark Williams, superb blocks by Pemberton and Carl Reese on the line to save Harvard West. Mentioned for Wojciech Goida, the goalkeeper who was playing his first home game for the club. Clean sheet, made a couple of good saves as well. So well done to Wojciech. And uh, in the second half then, uh, we were late. You know, they still had the full 10 minutes because of the cameras for the half time, perhaps quarter an hour. Come back out pretty soon after, referee pulls a muscle. Down he goes. On comes uh, Ben Ventura, the physio for Harvard West. But he couldn't resume. That to get the fourth official warmed up and wired up, of course, for the links with the assistants. That was another 10 minutes in the can. So at 10 o'clock, I was still there, phoning Mrs. Khan <laughs> to say, we haven't finished yet. Wow. 2-0, uh, 
Jack Wilson again, second half, he made a clear cut chance for Ben Fawcett, who got a touch right on the line almost, but not quite enough to turn it in. And then Wilson had a low stoop diving header, hit the post. Avid West then played sort of seven men at the back almost. The back five was immense on the night. And uh, they just played out um, Aberystwyth, who had half chances, but never really threatened, other than one blinding save again by Wojciech Gaider. So it was a cracking performance. Well-deserved. I spoke to Wayne Jones after. He was delighted. And uh, you can only say at the moment, they're playing with a sense of purpose, but also with skill and commitment. Mm. Return, return game before. with Aberystwyth on Boxing Day. Kevin yeah. Druids at home today. More of the same at home today, Bill. That, that will be the cry. That will be the cry. That was their first home win. And on paper, they should walk it. Kevin Druids at the bottom mm. of the table. They've won three. They won recently. So they're no mugs. But in the end, they're bottom of the table. Halford West are now fifth. So you'd have to say that on paper, it's going to be... Uh, an easy win for Avid West, especially with home advantage. But you know as well as I do, Ben, that that's not how football works. No. And in the end, um, you look at that and anything can happen, can it? I just hope they play to their strengths as they did the other night. Strong at the back, five-man defence. I have to say, Scott Tancock coming back has helped alongside mm-hmm. Sean Pemberton and Ricky uh, Watts. Two good full-backs there as well. Curtis uh, Reese making his debut at home and uh, Dan Summerfield and that was a good team performance. Mm, Absolutely and Bill thank you very much for being with us this Saturday morning. You're back uh, back on Monday 7 until 9 we'll be live on the Facebook page mate and I'll be looking forward to another lively show. Great to see you again this morning Bill. Thank you. My pleasure and you take care and have a nice weekend. I think of you when I'm watching this afternoon and consolation for the ones who can't get there. There's a huge amount of sport on telly on the weekend so if you can't watch locally it's, it is a shame I want to be out with you guys but in the end there's still plenty to watch on telly.
It's the Ronettes and Sleigh Ride on Pure West Radio for Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone. Welcome to Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Big thank you to Bill Kahn. He's off to watch the Bluebirds later. And if you go to pembrokeshiresport.co.uk later on, he'll have some coverage of the game as well. Uh, we're sticking with football and we're going to talk about the women's game now because uh, the Wales side had a, a really good win against Belarus at Rodney Parade on Tuesday, but it wasn't quite enough to take them to the European Championships. We've got the former Wales goalkeeper from St David's, Joe Price, with us to talk all about that. Morning, Joe. How are you? Yeah, morning. Good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. A 3-0 win for, for Wales women at Rodney Parade, but that doesn't quite tell the full story. It was a good performance, but it didn't quite get them over the line to the Euros. What was your reaction to, to the game? Yeah, that's right. Obviously, I was I was at the game as well. So um, yeah, to see to see Wales score three goals, it was fantastic, and that incredible goal from Rachel Rowe as well. That some people questioned it might have been a cross, but I know Rachel pretty well, and it it definitely wasn't a cross. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, it was a great performance from the girls, and three a, a well deserved three nil win. Um, but sadly. The, it, we didn't qualify from it but you know we did at the start of the game we didn't have um, a little bit of insight that the Faroes had gone 1-0 up then it went 1-1 and obviously if if the Faroes had drawn with Northern Ireland then it would have seen Wales with a chance of um, of qualifying but sadly not that didn't happen um, but yeah definitely onwards and upwards now to, to the World Cup it, it, was a, it was a case, wasn't it, of studying the rules, getting the abacuses out, because it, it came down to away a goals, effectively, didn't it? Can you just explain yes. how, how close Wales were to qualifying? Yeah, sadly, it was the uh, two two goals, um, two away goals that Northern Ireland had that Wales conceded at, at Rodney Parade. So that late equaliser um, turned out to be a horror, really, for Wales. But yeah, very, very close. Mm. Um, and I mean, it, for me, it's, it's progress. For the Wales women's team it's it's the closest that we've ever got to qualifying and that's testament to to Jane's hard work the girls hard work and all of the coaching staff mm. that, that put all that time and effort in as well you know so yeah it's definitely positive it's it, it was a real it was a real shame that Wales didn't qualify but um, it does show that we're going in the right direction I think. Having been there at the game and, and obviously I'm, I'm sure you would have had some contact with some of the players and, and Jane Ludlow what, what's the assessment of, of how this qualification campaign's gone and, and does that kind of raise the bar now for, for the next campaign which is, is the World Cup qualifiers isn't it for, for New Zealand and Australia in, in 2023? Yeah, and I think that, you know, going into games now, going into tournaments where you're expected to qualify, I think that just shows the, the progress of um, the, the women's, the Welsh women's football team as well. But the, the general feeling was that they were absolutely gutted. Um, and as, as you would be, you know, those, like I said, those late goals conceded against Northern Ireland and uh, a nil-nil away to Northern Ireland as well really did, um, it was a real sucker punch, isn't it? But... Yeah, they, they, they were gutted, um, but again, looking forward to, to the qualifiers, the World Cup qualifiers. It's a case of, you know, it, it's getting into that now and, and making sure that they're preparing for that. So, mm. uh, but yeah, generally, like I said, disappointed, but looking forward to the future. What do you think it would mean um, to, to women's football in Wales for, for the side to qualify for a major tournament? That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? And I mean, it would really grow the game as well. And there's so many players now that are, are role models for, for young females coming through to the game. And I mean, you look for here here in Pembrokeshire, you've got Angharad James and she's been one of the outstanding players for 
uh, for Wales in this campaign for sure and that, like I said you've got Rachel Rowe as well she's from just up the road in Swansea and so you've got a lot of female you've got a lot of female role models now which is great and I think I hope that it will will grow the game um, mm. and especially here in Pembrokeshire as well. Yeah, you were working, you were covering the game for the, for the TV, weren't you? What, what was it like and what has it been like going to games where, where there's no fans? Yeah, it's strange. It's really strange. Um, you, you can definitely hear Jane barking the orders. <laughs> um, I'm used to that with her, but no, and it, it is strange. And, you know, you've got the, the red wall as well. And it's it's a real shame for all of the Welsh women football fans that want to go to the game. But, you know, with it, with it being shown on TV, there being coverage there, the girls put in that extra effort effort as well to to make sure that there's good performances for people to watch and um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll get back to some form of normality and fans can go back and watch the game because I know, watch the games because I know that that really spurs the girl, girls on as well. well. Of course it does. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think final reflections on that campaign, real progress and, and, and definitely the bar raised for, for the future, Joe, which is good news. Here in Pembrokeshire, we, we've had you on Pure West Radio before. You joined us on a, a Monday evening and on this Saturday show. Uh, you're, you're continuing to push for, for more uh, to happen with, with the women's game in the county, aren't you? That's right. Since the discussion that we had um, a, a couple of weeks ago, there's there have been further developments. We're talking with the FAW, with the women's and girls um, performance squads, and, and making sure that there, there's actually some progress. And there's going to be a development officer now starting. So um, yeah, onwards and upwards, and definitely looking forward to pushing that that further and seeing um, more opportunities grow for women and, and girls in Pembrokeshire. That's great to hear. All right, Joe, thank you ever so much for, for being with us. A shame how it did finish for, for Wales, but certainly a positive campaign. So thank you for, for joining us on Pure West Radio this morning. Thank you. Former Wales international Joe Price from St David's talking to us on Pure West Radio this morning. Loads more still to come. We've got Fraser Watson joining us shortly. We're going to look ahead to Swansea's game today against Luton Town and also a word for an article that Fraser's written for PembrokeshireSport.co.uk all about Diego Maradona, who of course very recently passed away. We'll, we'll talk to Fraser about why he views him as one of the greatest ever footballers of all time. And before nine Gordon Thomas is with us to look ahead to Wales against Italy in the Autumn Cup Pembrokeshire's Sam Parry starting for Wales for the first time today that's all to come before Frank Talking takes over at nine on Pure West Radio Home of Ford West I'm coming to visit you this Christmas. The Santa Run Haverford West 2020 with Pure West Radio in association with Haverford West Town Council, kindly supported by Pembrokeshire College and Millforge. Santa and his sleigh will be parading the streets of Haverford West from the 14th to the 17th of December from 5pm every day. Whilst COVID regulations restrict meeting Santa face-to-face, you can join in the festive cheer from your doorstep and wave to Santa as he goes by. You can track Santa via purewestradio.com to find out where he'll be making an appearance on your street. We are raising funds for the Mayor's Chosen Charities, the Pembrokeshire Friends of Prostate Cymru and the Maisie Moo Foundation for this year's Santa Run. Donations can be made by the Just Giving page on our website. Ho, ho, ho! See you soon, Harbour Ford West. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. 
tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of the gaming show on Pure West Radio. 15% off day tickets when bought in advance through the website? Check. Great value annual passes to ensure the fun lasts all year? Check. Award-winning zoo containing over 750 animals? Check. Jolly Barn where you can get up close to your farmyard favourites? Check. Large indoor vintage fairground? Check. A guaranteed fun family day out? Check, check and check. So what are you waiting for? Check out Folly Farm today. Zoo. Barn. Fairground. Play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio.
Pure West Radio, Saturday morning, it's Supergrass and All Right. I'm Ben Stone, this is Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. You can join us on Monday between 7 and 9, and we've got loads coming up on Monday evening. We'll be hearing from Mark Edwards talking to Bill Kahn after seven on Monday, about the fact that he's completed 30 runs for an incredible November Beast Challenge. That's on Monday's show. Between eight and nine, we're live on the Facebook page, and our special guest will be Ben Llewellyn, who'll be on. He's a top shooter, and he's going to talk to us about his dream of qualifying for the Olympics in shooting. He'll be with us between 8 and 9 and it's live on the Facebook page. But joining me now is Fraser Watson because it's a football Saturday again with Swansea in action against Luton Town. And we're going to have a chat to Fraser about that and a few other things as well. Morning, Fraser. How are you? Morning, Ben. Not so bad. Good. Good to speak to you. Uh, Swansea have been on some, some good form of late, and that probably will mean that the defeat on Wednesday, first of all, at Middlesbrough, narrowly 2-1, uh, was probably a bit of a disappointment. It's the nature of the championship, Ben, isn't it? Here we are talking about fluctuating fortunes every single week at the moment, especially with this condensed calendar. They're playing Saturday, Wednesday all the time, but you're right. They came off the back of Sunday. A very good 1-0 win in Nottingham Forest. Did a very professional job mm. there. Went to Middlesbrough. Of course, we all know playing near Warnock is a difficult place to go. Any side he's in charge of. But they'll be disappointed with the nature of it. To give the ball away twice, to concede both goals, to miss the chances they did. And there is now just a creeping feeling. Swan's been so solid defensively this season. It's been some time since they scored two goals in a game, Ben. So there is a slight concern now that when they do have to go on attack and they do have to come back into a game and score goals, so to speak, that they haven't got the strikers there to do it. You know, and they, that's maybe been masked by the fact that, as we mentioned, they've been so solid defensively. So, yeah, it was a disappointing defeat. And what it meant was, um, and after a really decent run of form, they actually they dropped out of the playoffs going into today's game, haven't they? It just shows how tight the, the top spots in the championship are at the moment. Well, yeah, that's it. Had they beaten Middlesbrough, they'd be top of the table mm. um, going into the game against Luton today, as it happens, they're seventh. It could be the same today. You know, a win could see them back up to at least into the top three. <laughs> they could go towards the mid-table if they mm. lose. That is the championship. It fluctuates so much, Ben, we know that. And it will do many times between now and May. How do you think Steve Cooper will approach today's game then, uh, Fraser? Because Luton are another one of those sides that on their day are, are capable of beating anyone. They, they had a win during the week as well. So it, it won't be easy at the Liberty Stadium. Maybe, maybe not quite as easy as, as you would expect a home game with Luton to be at this stage in the season. Oh, absolutely not. And if you look at Luton, they actually came to the Liberty when they were battling to stay up towards the tail end of last year and won 1-0. And they were bottom of the table at the time under Nathan Jones, who's still there now. Mm. And they're another side really been fluctuating, which probably makes them dangerous. They were hammered by Cardiff at the weekend, weren't really at the races. Leaders Norwich, they beat 3-1 last night, which of course opened it up for all the teams behind Norwich to go top and none of them took advantage. That's just the nature of the championship. But um the first thing Steve Cooper will ask for is not to be as sloppy as they were on Wednesday. You know, you can't give away mm. possession like that against either side. And they have to be more clinical up front, Ben. There's, there's no point hiding away from that Victor Guy Coras. He was, he was hailed as a real coup when he came on loan from Brighton, you know, a premiership outfit. He missed another big chance at 1-0 on Wednesday. So whether he starts again today would be very interesting. I would say that his time is possibly limited if he doesn't start performing soon. It's taken him a long time to get going. So you'll certainly want a sharper performance in possession, Ben. And he'll ask for a more clinical performance up front as well yeah indeed good luck to the Swans today then against Luton um, in Pembrokeshire since our show on Monday uh, we, we've basically seen a trend haven't we for, for clubs uh, almost going into hibernation now for the, for the next month I noticed that, that Milford Haven Hockey the latest sports club to say that due to the rise in Covid cases they've cancelled all hockey in, until January 
that that seems to be the trend locally at the moment, Fraser. Yes, hockey, football and rugby um, have pretty, pretty much now put a blanket ban on playing until January. I think we touched on it on the show last week, the situation with Haken first playing Haken second. One case that emerged two or three days after, even though no protocols were broken. You've got 20-plus working boys having to isolate. I think that really has hammered home the message to people that it's probably not worth the risk at the moment. It's a great shame, Ben, because teams were just getting back into action. There was a bit of enthusiasm there, and that's been completely stalled. It's understandable. It is completely understandable why they've taken the decision, and we just look now to start from scratch almost again in January. But between you and me, Ben... Although there hasn't been a blanket ban on matches being played, I'd be amazed if there were any kind of team contest now in the county between now and, like you say, January the 1st. That, yeah, that does seem to be the pattern, doesn't it? Uh, just to finish this morning, uh, Fraser, and, and sticking on a, a footballing theme, um, of course, um, we had the really sad news a week or so ago now that, that Diego Maradona had had passed away. And I was interested to read on PembrokeshireSport.co.uk um, the, the piece you wrote about him, a, a rare footballing commodity you described him as, a, a genius with undeniable flaws. Um, it was a really good article. I urge people to go and have a, have a look at that. Where, where do you rank Diego Maradona in, in terms of the, the greatest footballers you've ever seen? I mean, we talk about this difficulty in comparison years, years all the time, don't we, Ben? But I certainly don't think any footballer quite left the legacy he did. You know, mm. when, you, when you look at his cult status in Argentina and in the city of Naples after what he did with Napoli, he literally had entire populations in the palm of his hands. You know, this is the man who, let's forget Italia 90, Italy, a home semi-final against Argentina in Naples, one game away from the World Cup final. And the city was divided because mm. Maradona was playing for Argentina. That was the power and the influence he had. And even when you go later to his time as coach of Argentina, I mean, tactically, you would argue he was a mess mm. in charge of that job. And yet he would dance off the team bus and players would dance behind him. <laughs> that was the players were just mesmerised by him. So, in terms of talent, it's almost impossible to compare. He's certainly up there. You know, he dragged Argentina to to back to back World Cup finals, one of which they won in nineteen eighty six and ninety. What he did with Napoli was incredible. Um, but in terms of legacy left, I don't think there'll ever be a footballer like him who will have such an influence on a nation like he did over Argentina. And you look, I mean, what sums it up to say that he had flaws was probably a ludicrous understatement. And yet you saw <laughs> so the, right. the outpouring yeah. of love and emotion when he, when he passed away. You know, he was just an incredible individual, mm. not always for the right reasons, but an incredible individual. And he'll never be forgotten. No, you're right. And the article that Fraser's written is on pembrokeshiresport.co.uk. So, so do have a look at that. And it's really worth a read. Interesting, you mentioned the, the, the time he was Argentina coach. I don't think you'll ever see a coach at a World Cup again quite like Diego Maradona, who it was all very frantic, but he got that Argentina side believing. And they got, I think they got to the quarterfinals. And for a long spells in that tournament, people thought they might go all the way and win it. And you kind of, as a neutral, you almost were hoping that they might well, they actually just qualified. Mm, they World did. Cup. They were one game. They were one game away from going out, and mm. they won their three group games. Actually, won their second round game. And even though they looked like a very flawed side on paper, and, and certainly tactically in the way they were set up, because it was Maradona in charge, and because of his enthusiasm, because of his persona, a nation believed. Mm. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, you know, they were riding a wave of momentum and a feel-good factor. And then they did come up against Germany and they, it has to be said they, they were ruthlessly exposed. But again, Ben, you know, they were beaten 4-0 by Germany in that quarter-final. They, they, they were pretty much humiliated. And mm. this was, again, the influence of the man. They returned home to Argentina. Many in Argentina coach would have been stoned off the bus 
you know, with, with a performance like that at a critical stage of a World Cup. They were given a hero's welcome. <laughs> you know, there, there, were, there were fans lining the street. It was almost a homecoming parade. And that, that just probably shows the grip that man had on the Argentinian public. Yeah, indeed. And we saw that last weekend as, as, as all, before all matches, there, there was a, a tribute and, and applause for, for Diego Maradona who passed away. And as I say, Fraser's piece on pembrokeshiresport.co.uk. Well worth a read for a Saturday morning. Uh, well, good luck to the Swans later on. Let's hope for, for three points against Luton uh, later today. Fraser, have a good Saturday and thank you for being with us. No worries, Ben. Catch up Monday. An uptown girl on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirtbuilders.co.uk. And of course, it's the final Wales International of 2020 today. Behind closed doors at Parker Scarlet's, their last game in the Autumn Cup campaign as they take on Italy at quarter to five. And to look ahead to that game, Pure West Sports' Gordon Thomas joins me now. Morning, Gordon. How are you? Morning, Ben. How are you today? 
Very good, thank you. Yeah, not bad at all. And we, we had Phil Steele on the show on Monday, didn't we? And the video is still on the Facebook page. What, what a brilliant guest uh, he was. Yeah, oh, superb. I thought he was excellent. And people can still see that video on the Facebook page. He really did dissect some of the issues that Wales have had. They'll be looking to put some of those things right today against Italy. And Pivax made yeah. an, another nine or ten changes, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Well, yeah, he's made nine changes and one positional change for the uh, the, the Autumn Nations uh, finale with Italy uh, this afternoon, mate. So uh, there is a tenth change with young flanker James Botham being asked to switch from open side to blind side to accommodate uh, the return to fitness again mm. of Justin Tipperick. He had that nasty uh, concussion uh, the week before last. So he's back. That's good news for Wales. Uh, Liam Re- Williams replaces Lee Halfpenny at fullback. George North is picked again ahead of Nick Tompkin at centre. So mm-hmm. that's that's an interesting one. George has, hasn't been in the best of form, but uh, he's being preferred in the centre for this particular game. So that would be interesting to see how he gets on. Uh, Pivak has opted for the younger halfback. Uh, pairing of Kieran Hardy and Callum Sheedy. So they'll enjoy uh, their run out against uh, the Azuri this afternoon. They'll be given an opportunity to spin the ball out wide and hopefully score a few tries. Um, Lewis Rees-Zamet and Josh Adams uh, putting down a marker as the first choice uh, wings. Um, let's, let's hope they have a, they see some ball this afternoon and do go over the whitewash. That would be great to see. There is also a completely new front row, um, Ben. Mm. Uh, Nicky Smith, our very own Sam Parry. He's great in news. for his first start, which is great news for the Pembrokeshire lad. He deserves his uh, go. He'll probably have 60 minutes. Let's hope he produces the goods. Yep. And Thomas Francis has been included in the, to complete the, the trio in the front row. Uh, Will Rollins comes back in at lock ahead of uh, Jake Ball. Um, and on the bench, uh, we have Elliot D, Wynn Jones, Liam Brown, Corey Hill, Aaron Wainwright, uh, Gareth Davis, Johan Lloyd and uh, Jonah Holmes. So it's quite a strong squad. I'm uh, expecting a victory in this particular game, but it won't be easy, Ben. It won't be easy. No, it, it won't. And, and you, you're right there. They have to go for a victory. Just just talk about Sam Parry, uh, Gordon, because you interviewed his mum very recently, didn't you, for, for Pure West? Yeah, I did. I've known Sam uh, all his uh, his childhood growing up. He's uh, he's a year younger than my uh, son. So uh, Sam, I've I've watched him play schoolboy rugby. I've watched the transition to uh, Welsh under twenty ones to the full full Welsh international cup. He deserves it. Uh, I mean, Sam is at least twenty eight years old. I thought he'd missed the, the mm. you know the selection a few years ago. He did get picked, but. Fortunately, he's had um, a few games off the bench and this will be his first start. His start. So, uh, as Phil Steele said in our programme, he needs to get his arrows right on uh, this afternoon. Let's hope we win plenty of clean line-out ball and let's hope we improve in the scrummage as well, Ben. Yeah, will be required. And there's Pembrokeshire interest in the Italy team as well. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Stephen Varney, he'll play at scrum half. And again, it's his first start. He's come off the bench a few times and played. Um, he's, play, he's playing his third cap this afternoon against his uh, countrymen. Mm. But um, what's interesting, what was quite funny last week, 
happened was a story when Nigel Owens was refereeing uh, France versus Italy and Stephen um, Varney came on. Um, Nigel Owens actually spoke to him in Welsh to stay on side, don't go off side. So that was quite a, <laughs> quite a humorous uh, moment. Uh, you know, but I, I wish uh, Stephen all the best for this afternoon as well. Let's yeah. hope he has a, a great game for Italy. Former Crimmich player, isn't he, Gordon? Yeah, he's from north of the county. Um, yeah, he is. He played for Crimmich and he, he went to school as well. Probably Jeskel is Preseli up there as well. So there'll be a lot in the north county cheering for him on uh, this afternoon. But, yeah. Um, I don't know, hope he has too much of a comfortable afternoon and we win and Varney has a try. I'll give him that. That would be uh, nice. What would be satisfactory then for, for Wayne Pivak and, and Wales fans today then, Gordon, from this final game of what's been a tricky autumn? They need a performance, Ben. We, you know, it's been awful. We've never sort of settled in any game and we're not consistent enough as well. We need to be consistent on uh, today, this afternoon. Our line-out has to improve, uh, the set-piece, the scrimmage needs to improve. So the, the half-backs have got a platform to release the backs. That's important. If they get poor ball, the rest of the team suffer. So uh, this afternoon, we need to really um, up our game and hopefully uh, we'll have a good performance. That's important. Absolutely right. Let's hope for a good showing from Wales today against Italy. That's it from Pure West Sport. I will see you between 7 and 9 on Monday evening. Frank is on the way after the latest news for Pembrokeshire at 9 o'clock. Have a great weekend. From Wiston to Wiseman's Bridge. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. A case of COVID-19 has been confirmed at Milford Haven Community Primary School. All pupils in Class 4EH are asked to stay home and self-isolate for 14 days. Parents of the pupils in that class have been informed. Parents and carers do not need to contact the school to find out if their child has been affected. Pembrokeshire County Council, Public Health Wales 